Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, Carcass Pickens, all-time Red Raider recruiters, and what's a QB killer worth these days anyway? Next on Locked On Texas Tech. joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Great to be back with you wrapping up the week with you once again in the YouTube comments and your voices being heard. Appreciate every one of you out there every day on YouTube, either taking the show in there or via podcast, but especially those in the comments section. Sounding off, letting us know what you think or what you're wondering. And we got a few questions to get to here today, Mr. Level. And we're going to start with the situation that is not taking place in the 806, but West Virginia needs a new basketball coach. You might have heard by now a recycling scandal playing out in Morgantown. I don't have all the details, so we're not going to get into the weeds here. But... From a basketball perspective, Chris, there are some interesting things to consider, and this is not lost on one Locked On Texas Tech viewer, Clayton Bones. Hope I'm saying that right. Bones <laughs> asks this question, Chris. Is there anything for Tech fans to watch with the West Virginia situation? Wondering if Tech has connections to guys on their roster that could be on the move. Look, it's uh, sort of a sad situation for these guys, clearly, who have had some plans impacted by this change, Chris. But a lot of good basketball players showing up on that roster in Morgantown this time around. Some will be on the move, maybe not all, but certainly some. And, and there are going to be plenty out there who are hoping to be suitors, right? So why not think of it from a tech perspective? What's your feeling with this? Yeah, I, I think there's a variety of different things that when you when you kind of look at how the situation in West Virginia affects Texas Tech, I mean, I'll be honest with you, the question here is asked about the roster, but the 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 first thing that really kind of comes up, Cowan, is that you know they're trying to find a coach, and Ben McCollum's name has been prominently mentioned uh, and and widely reported as a potential candidate, and so. That was the first thing I thought of in that how it would have potentially affect Texas Tech. If McCollum is still in the, the thought process here, most tell me he is. Some say he's not. Who the heck knows? It's been a wild three months or so trying to follow this deal, and it, it's given me kind of tired head, to be honest with you. But if he goes to West Virginia, great. <laughs> Um, and if he doesn't, I guess, great. I, I don't really know. But that, that was one of the first things I thought of. Um, the second thing before we get to the roster is that it does make you wonder if West Virginia was going to be, you know, thought to be like picked at a certain spot in the preseason thought process and the rankings of the, of the league. D does this happening, does it cause it to unravel? Is there no leadership? Do kids bolt? Does it is it a program that maybe you can jump ahead of uh, maybe in the in the potential standing? So I thought about that as well. Yeah. But yes, to your point, I, I can't tell you specifically that there's people necessarily tied to uh, anybody here. But I I will tell you 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 should watch that roster and any portal entry like a hawk. 
there are very few schools <laughs> out there that have uh, that have roster spots or scholarships available. I think uh, you know there 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 is a, a possibility of of the Red Raiders pouncing on on uh, Mountaineer were they to get into the portal. You know, I, I would offer that up. Yeah, I think uh, I think so. I don't want to go too far uh, into yeah. details there, uh, but I would just say, depend. I, I'm sure that that roster in the last week has probably had everybody come after them. They're yeah. probably sitting there talking to each other. Do we stick together? Or some of them going, man, I'm out. This is this isn't for me. We don't know who's going to coach us. They've already told these assistants who we all know there's no promises being made there that they will even be kept. Just, just, you know, so you, you, you don't know which way it could go. I'll be shocked if they can keep their complete roster intact. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that would really surprise me. And again, how long do they, do they sit there and on ice and kind of let it play out? And maybe the, the, you know, Ren Baker, the athletic director, Gordon Gee, basically said, "Just give us a couple of weeks. Don't do anything. Give us a couple of weeks. If you don't like what we've done, we, we will, you know, you can get in the portal and all that stuff." But yeah, I don't know those, those conversations there. But they all definitely wanted to play for Bob Huggins. They're not going to get that chance. Really good and, roster. Some really yeah, good players. And it is. It yeah. is. And so I would say that it, you see somebody jump in the portal uh, from West Virginia and just start, you know, just kind of. Pay, pay attention there. Maybe it's a fit. Maybe it's not. I just wouldn't rule anything out, I guess, is my point. Brilliant move by the Texas Tech staff to uh, keep this spot open, knowing that it was just a house of cards uh, in Morgantown and now in an advantageous position. So 4D-level chess there. And before we leave it, Chris, I'm wanting to ask you, since the uh, Deshaun Jackson edition, the Washington State transfer is – because when I'm thinking about, okay, which Mountaineers could hit the portal and, and watching them like a ha hawk. I mean, these are your words. Take this advice, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't say it lightly. Is front court shopping over? Uh, are they still open to anything and everything as far as like best available players? Because it was seemingly to me a real priority. Hey, size, 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 size. And maybe that never changes. I mean, you're playing freaking basketball uh, after all. But is there like a clear priority or is it just, hey, man, best player available? If we got a chance, we're going after it right now. Yeah, I I, I would say that th there's still some things to work through as it relates to Deshaun Jackson. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Th gotcha. That's not that's not a for sure thousand percent locked in uh, type scenario there. Um and so I, th I think, though, that to your point, Cowan, I think you're trying to find best available. Yeah, I think there's a – I think if you could if, – if there's a really good guard out there, I don't think you're thumbing your nose at it. If there's a really good wing out there, I, I think that you would say if you can help, then we're going to do it. If there's a really good big out there, I think that – you know, so it, it, it just – I think you could check all the boxes. And I think you're kind of operating on – uh, two spots, um, and you know, left. And I think that you've got, um, I think you've got a potential visit coming in this weekend. Uh, that is kind of in the wing category. And I think, um, 
Yeah, so I, I wouldn't – in other words, if if a big or a guard from West Virginia got into the portal, I think you would be interested yeah. in both if it made sense. I guess right. that's my point. Um, sure. You know, I you cannot have enough good quality guards, though. I would just – I would say that. that That's what – if I was picking, I would prefer that. Uh, basketball, gotcha. more often than not, you go small. You have a tweener playing in the post and you play up tempo. You have positionless guys out there that can switch and do different things on on defense. You can't just kind of say we don't we're not gonna have any size. We got five, six, four guys out there, but you get what I'm saying. You know, Kevin O'Banner was six six. He played a lot bigger than he was. And so yeah, as far as putting the pieces in place, I'm not trying to be cryptic. I'm just trying to say that there's a variety of different routes you could go sure. but I, if i'm if i'm leaning one way or the other i i would i would probably say guard or wing would would be but but it's going to be best case scenario like our best player uh, available for sure man this thing just continues to turn and continues yeah. to be interesting for a variety of reasons i mean who can predict uh what's going to happen or or why it would happen but uh maybe tech's still here with an opportunity to not only continue to make additions but there could be some really impactful guys uh, available. So something to keep a close eye on. We're mostly essentially talking recruiting trail right now, and we'll stick with that theme coming up next, because it feels like right now on campus, you've got some really capable guys within Joey McGuire's football program. Of course, we spent time this week talking about their impact already, but got a question coming up ahead about all timers, all time capable guys uh, on campus. We'll get to that up ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs, making you look good with the most versatile shorts known to man. Most comfortable, best fitting, leaving you with that sculpted look you're after. And now made with cloud knit fabric. Organic, cage-free clouds. How many of them gave their lives for you to look this good? That's a number I won't share with you today, but just know it was a lot. Never sacrificing comfort or fit while making you look the way you want to look for all occasions. And of course, they've got that sweat wicking fabric keeping you dry. Not restrictive like some of those other stiff shorts you may have tried on before. No, these stretchy pants, magical for your lower half. And of course, your better half is going to like it as well. For all occasions, Father's Day, Mother's Day, any day, Bird Dogs is the answer. So head on over right now to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And with every order, they're going to throw in a free custom tumbler. That's right. With every order, a free custom tumbler right now at birddogs.com slash locked on college. You're going to be cool and dry all day long. And of course, you're going to have that slim sculpted look without having to sacrifice any movement or comfort. It's the most versatile, best looking, best feeling pair of short pants you ever put on. Don't take my word for it. Head on over right now and find out for yourself at birddogs.com slash locked on college. And remember, with every order, you're getting a free custom Tumblr right now at birddogs.com slash locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. 
From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On at Texas Tech a part of your day, whenever, wherever, however you're making it happen. We appreciate it on YouTube or anywhere to get them chaos. It's voices from the YouTube comments today on the program. And this question is an intriguing one because I always like to dip into the historical perspective of our resident Locked On Texas Tech historian that's the great Chris level because Chris you've been on the scene for quite some time of course as a fan for even longer student at one point in time but as somebody who's not only covering Texas Tech sports or Texas Tech football specifically uh the lifeblood of the program as it was once coined here in the LBK by a senator uh recruiting you've been as up close and personal to that uh as anyone has been and this question stood out to me I wanted to get to from it Jane is here Oh, one, one, two, who says this, Chris, in all of your years of covering Red Raider recruiting, who is the single most impactful recruiter you can remember? This is this is a tough question, I'm sure, Chris, because uh, probably a good choice here or there. But single most impactful. Is there someone that comes to mind easily or yeah. a group of guys? What do you think? It's a really difficult question uh, to answer uh, because in, in this space, Every staff has a different setup, uh, different organization uh, with the way they do things. Obviously, it's changed over the in, in years recent because you've got you've got bigger staffs like on, on campus staffs that kind of are identifying the portal has changed things and right and, and all that uh, to where recruiting is a bit different than just going to recruit high school kids because you're recruiting you know and identifying portal entries as well which is a whole completely different <laughs> dynamic uh, in and of itself um you, you know and, and not to get caught up in, into the recency bias here but i mean you, you know I, I think that very early on i mean you know blanchard and the brian nance kind of combo and you've got you know jake Pittman, and and there's some you know there, there is uh, uh you know some folks over there that kind of mi- are mindful and mining the store 24 seven. Okay. And they are identifying and all that. And so this process is as good as I've seen, you know, I, I will, I will say that as far yeah. as like a blast from the past on a great recruiter back in the, in the olden days, which is what, 10, 12 years ago, <laughs> um, when, when you, when you didn't have, you know, you had your position coaches, um, you, you, and, and you had maybe an ops guy, you know, but but there there was not a lot of extra uh, help there. I mean, it's it's you, you, and and so various staffs would say they would break it up into regions. Like, hey, you have Oklahoma, you have East Texas, you have this or that. Other staffs say, hey, you just go recruit offensive guys and the guys that you know. If there's a way we can tie it into where you can kind of recruit your position or whatever. There's just a variety of different ways it can be yeah. set up and structured. It's all up to the head coach. I always uh, I, I go back to uh, a couple of guys that Tommy Maynard was really uh, a good one for me, and I, and the reason I mention that is is because 
he was a phenomenal they, they say this about college football coaches whether you're a head coach or position coach you're one of three things the really really good ones are are check all three boxes yeah x's and o's like can you can you motivate and get guys to play hard and all that stuff and, and recruiting those are the kind of the three categories that that people kind of look at and when when you you look at the really good head coaches out there they start checking all those boxes i mean Joey McGuire, nobody's going to really get into the, a lot of conversations about his X's and O's knowledge typically, but they're going to tell you recruiter, absolutely 100. The motivation and the, the fiery personality, 100. And and yes, he knows plenty of football, but he's so good in the other two categories that you don't even worry about the other one and, and all that, but you get my point. Yeah, Tommy Maynard was somebody that was an elite outside receivers coach. I think that the last year he was here, both of his guys on the outside, Darren Moore and Eric Ward, had over a 1,000 yards of receiving, both of them. So two 1,000-yard receivers, he coached them both. Hard to be better than that. But he he recruited, he cared. His dad obviously spent a million years around this program. Uh, Carlos Mater is one of the smartest football people I've ever met. But Tommy really cared about Texas Tech. But he recruited guys like LaRaven Clark, Got, like who was kind of off the radar at the time, beat Texas yep. out for him, beat LSU out for him, uh, got Jakeem Grant, took Jakeem Grant yep. away from Tulsa. And I remember Tommy saying, hey, man, he's Tyrone Thurman. That's what I think. I remember coming to watch Tyrone whenever my dad was here coaching back in the yep. 80s and and all that. Jakeem Grant was an NFL player, still is. Uh, LaRaven Clark had, had, had several years in the NFL and all that. And I, those were two just guys that I remember, but he was one of the best I've seen. And and it wasn't, you know, there, there's various labels that get associated with, you know, Robert Prunty got a lot of hype back in the day. Uh, he got yeah. Jackson and, and, and all that, but we were so recruiting starved that I think you kind of looked at him. He was not the best recruiter I'd ever been around though. There was a lot of, uh, um, Smoke and mirrors, smoke there. and mirrors, That's exactly. Uh, Robert Prunty. What I was thinking. Yeah, mirror, yeah, yeah. And and there was some. He he did he did land some guys. Don't don't mistake what I'm saying. But yeah, it was. Uh, um. Yeah, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I don't praise wanna... Jesus. Let's yeah. just say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but hopefully that answers the question. There, there's so many guys that you could mention. Uh, you know, I thought Seth Latrell did a good job when he was here. I think Otis Mounds, like Seth Latrell, did a really good job in Oklahoma. Otis Mounds was on Tuberville's staff. I'm trying to think of some more recent guys that have done. Keith Patterson was a really good recruiter as the DC under under Matt Wells. Like, think about the the, the job that Keith Patterson did from the portal standpoint, mm. and the guys that you're still, you know, that you've got in your program even to this day. Um, but I, I think the process they have in place now is absolutely as good as I've seen. Uh, and I, I think, it, you know, James Blanchard, Brian Ants, guys like that have a lot to do with that. Yeah. And in some ways it's just, um, I'm glad they're at the, the leading edge of it, but in some ways it's just the evolution, Chris, it's almost like saying like, yeah, this air conditioning is the best, uh, indoor cooling process I've ever seen. <laughs> what were you people thinking back in the 1700s? Right. You, you, it's a totally different approach. I mean, I, why did Mike Leach or Spike Dykes not have a process similar to this one? Because the industry did not exist as it That's exists, exactly right. and, and, and the resources, totally new. The, and the resources. Yeah. yeah, you you didn't have the financial wherewithal to 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 do. I mean, it, it's basically in, in your Texas Tech has been short on this for for many many years, and they yeah. are catching up, and they're they're in the middle of this 
fight now, but it, it's, you know, Nick Saban kind of started it and then Chris Beard picked up on it from a basketball standpoint. It's all that the analyst type roles, the, you know, whether it would be recruiting or analyst or, or, you know, somebody that can help, you know, fill in the gaps, but the Red Raiders are well, well staffed, well funded, and, and it means everything. Trust I, me. Man in the shop 24 yep. seven. I like the way you said that. There's got to be somebody at this Red Raider recruiting general store for a variety of needs. And it seems like you have those roles, roles filled that are making a lot of hay with it, man. I, uh, I would have got an A plus on that test. I knew, I knew Tommy Maynard was going to be the answer. He would have been my answer, and, and my purview doesn't extend as far or anywhere near as closely uh, as as Chris's does. But um, within some recent history, he, he's a guy that just really, really sticks out to me. Otis Mountains is a blast from the past. That's not one I recall, but now I do, and and remember some of the impact there. But uh, yeah, Jakeem Grant alone. I mean, just one of the all time uh, finds and takes. Jakeem Grant would have taken a blowtorch to the Conference USA record book. Can you imagine if it would have been a Tulsa receiver? One of the all-time finds. And I kind of thought, yeah, maybe I've just got some West Texas double T uh, bias with the uh, Maynard family in general. But there's nothing wrong with that. Take no. me away. Yeah, Guilty, Your all. Honor. <laughs> all right. Appreciate the question. We're back for one more coming up ahead. There's been a lot of talk of stars recently as far as Joey McGuire and company's pursuit of guys on the recruiting trail. Let's get to positional impact and a question as it relates to our preference next on Locked On Texas Tech. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech with Chris. I'm Casey coming to you from the great state and always a great day whenever we're joining you once again. So thanks for joining us all week long. Appreciate it on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Special shout out to those everydayers in the audience. And of course, those providing fodder for today's episode in the YouTube comments. Keep them coming one more to wrap it up here today chris we're gonna stick with the football theme and this question from thomas castillo who says if you guys could pick only one five-star recruit to sign in a class what position would it be great show watching every day and if i've proven one thing via these voices from the youtube comment episodes chris it's if you compliment us you got a great chance to make it into <laughs> the episode thanks for being out there thomas uh chris five stars are great but i don't think they're all created equally as far as impact uh positionally so we've been talking a lot about a five-star wide receiver that could be your choice or do you go somewhere else if you said man if i could just have straight talent straight measurables all in one package i want him standing here in this spot on the field what do you think yeah you know the the, the you know obviously we, we've talked a lot about five-star rankings with the, you know, the Micah Hudson uh, recruitment and the things like that. You know, the, the wide receiver is the, is a sexy position if, if you will, but I, that wouldn't be the position if I was, if I could only get a five-star and that receiver wouldn't be the position I would probably look at because I would want somebody that would impact the game I guess on more plays and, and not that Micah Hudson can't or any receiver can't, but I, I would have somebody that is either 
touching the football every play uh, or somebody that is running mm. after somebody that is touching the football in every play. <laughs> One of two parties <laughs> in that dynamic. Okay. I, I, I think that you, you look at, you know, and look, Texas Tech has been very fortunate to have really outstanding quarterback play over the years. We know what Graham Harrell's impact was. We know what Pat Mahomes' talent level was. Um, you think you have a really, you know, good duo here on campus right now and and all that. But, yeah, I mean, I think you would if, – if you could guarantee yourself a phenomenal quarterback, you're always in a game. You know, you always have a chance if, if you've got a certain player at that position. Because even as bad as Tech's defense was when Mahomes was here – you were all you always had a chance because he was he was your signal caller and i think uh i think that that is a position that you you just you know not that not that a five star quarterback is going to guarantee you success yeah but i mean if i'm getting to pick i i have to that that's got to be at the top of the list the other one is i mean if Tyree wilson is is a is a high school prospect and he's a five-star guy. That's the kind of guy that I want to bring in here. Yes, like I, I would put put that position at the top of the list, like an edge guy, mm-hmm. somebody that impacts the game greatly, and that can play the run, that can rush the passer, that just causes problems, that's twitchy, uh, all, all the things that Tyree Wilson was. So I would say that would be those would be my one one and one A answers, if you will. I like it. Um, yeah, I just. You, you know, I don't know if a running back can dominate the game anymore. I mean, you know, Bijan Robinson last year for Texas is as five-star as you're going to get. And is he that much better than, than like, you know, your, your, your Taj and Sir Roderick combination? I mean, when he, was, when he was at his best, he was lightning fast. But, you know, you caused him to fumble in overtime and, and you beat him. Um, you, you think about receivers – I mean, receivers can kind of take over a game, certainly. Sure. Um, but I, I just I, I would go to edge rusher or QB, and and you know, in the NFL, they would even kind of lean on like a left tackle, like an elite offensive yeah. tackle. I, I would say positionally, like as a group, if I could load up at one spot, I would almost always pick either O line or D line to be like if I like we want to build our team. Uh, if I could have okay, what one position group would you want to be the best at? It would be either one of the two lines for sure, because yeah. it gives you so many chances to do everything else uh, that you would want. I would probably on the lower list probably drop a corner on there. If you could have just an elite level corner that just would lock up one side of the field and, and all that, it makes everybody else better. So I'm just looking for ways that impact the game and the team in more ways than just, you know, he's on the field. And I just, yeah, so that, that would be, those would be my answers. I don't know if I'm, if I'm making sense to anybody or not, but that's the way I look at it. I thought, I thought it would be obvious to go uh, in the trenches because that's where games have been won and lost for the entire history of football um, evolving uh, to a degree. And I think it's interesting that you bring up quarterback to me. I, I would still be talking either, defensive tackle or uh, defensive edge rusher quarterback killer. Because even if the dude is not sacking a quarterback per se, uh, all 11 people on the offensive side and that offensive coordinator have to know where he is. Blocking schemes are accounting for this guy. And just like in some ways you were talking about with the wide receiver, a really great one, you know, the defense has to account 
uh, for where that guy is and what he's doing. And that may open up some other things. It, it works the same way, of course, but I'm still inclined to always go defense, 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 and up front clearly is where you're going to uh, really wreak some havoc. Uh, your choice of a DT or somebody maybe on the edge uh, could be debatable. You know, offensive tackle is clearly one that crosses your mind, but I, I think the quarterback selection is really interesting, Chris, especially, you know, on the college level, because I'm just thinking as far as football evolves, well, what is a quarterback killer really worth if he comes in the style of, say, James Harrison? <laughs> you know, once upon a time, all pro, now a guy that's going to cost you 85 yards in, in penalties every game. <laughs> you better get your money's worth if you're going to take a penalty. Like the quarterback needs to be on the sideline if you're going to get the 15. That's the yeah. only fair trade because your dude's going to get tossed out of the game. So I, quarterback may be a better selection now than it was like 20 years ago to really like, and I get what you're saying anyway, really in any era, say you've got a chance if you're in, within striking distance late in the game, if you got a great quarterback. But I don't know, it may be a better choice now than it used to be just because of how much, you know, they're protected. I mean, that's just the way the, the game has kind of evolved. But uh, yeah, you can't really get away from the trenches, can you? Even with as much physicality as they try to take out of it, uh, that's still really where the wheel is turned, seems like. Yep, yep, I don't disagree, <laughs> don't disagree. Uh, appreciate all the questions and comments in the YouTube comments this week. Keep them coming. We'll be back around uh, to scoop them up well, about a week from now. And appreciate you joining us throughout the week. Those everydayers out there, a special tip of the cap to use and yours. <laughs> Join us on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And we hope you will subscribe as well so you never miss an episode. Uh, stay tuned. could be an exciting weekend. It's always exciting when we're with you. Chris will be back around Next week, uh, together, once again, looking forward to it, man, and appreciate all the time this week. Enjoyed it. Enjoy the weekend, uh, people. Uh, keep hope alive, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You got it. We'll be right back here once again on Locked on Texas Tech.